From the moment we wake up in the morning until the moment we go to sleep, there's one thing that makes life worth living. There's one thing that allows us to deal with the ups and downs of life. There's one thing that motivates us to continue to achieve success. Hope. Hope is the most beautiful thing in life. In this episode, we'll be discussing the notion of amal, the notion of hope. From the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala embedded in the Holy Quran. The words of wisdom of the immaculate progeny, the Ahlul Bayt. What is hope? The negative aspects of hope. Which type of hope has been condemned by the religion of Islam? Which type of hope has been recommended by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His last messenger? That and more will be discussed coming up next. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء وخاتم النبيين وسيد الرسل أجمعين أبي القاسم محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين الذين أذهب الله عنهم الرجس وطهرهم تطهيرا In the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful. May the peace and the blessings of the Almighty Allah be with and amongst all the prophets and messengers, including the last and the beloved Muhammad and his honorable and dignified and purified progeny, respected brothers and sisters. I greet you with the Islamic and universal greeting of peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes an eminent promise within the Holy Quran. He promises that every one of us, since the beginning of time, since the creation of Adam, until the very last human being will be tested, will be challenged. He states, وَقَوْلُهُ الْحَقِّ وَوَعْدُهُ صِدْقِ وَلِنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ You'll be tested in different ways. By starvation, by hunger, by fear, by natural disasters. You'll be tested in your wealth, you'll be tested in your health, you'll be tested within your family, you'll be tested in many ways. And no one is an exception to this promise by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, وَبَشِّرَ الصَّابِرِينَ And give glad tidings to the hopeful ones, to ones with patience. الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Those who state to Allah we belong. What does this mean? To Allah we belong. It means that we trust what Allah created us. He did not create us to put us in difficulty. He is more merciful than us. He is more merciful to us than our parents. He's more merciful to you than your own mother. He's more merciful unto you than your own self. Therefore, Allah didn't create us and put us out here to throw us in booby traps. Allah didn't create us 
just for the challenge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to allow us to feel and to gain His love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when creating us wasn't playing dice. While there are illegitimate children, according to religious law, all children are welcomed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are cared for by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Musa was going on his journey to meet his Lord, an elderly comes to him and he says to him, Oh Musa, where are you going? Musa says, I'm going to meet Allah, to speak to Allah, to have a conversation with the Creator, with the Almighty. So he says, Musa, tell him that I hate him. I have nothing to do with him. Musa was given an appointment of 30 days and the 30 days were extended by 10 days. So for 40 days, Musa was having conversations with the Almighty Allah. On the last day, Allah says, Musa, is there a message for me? And Musa was shy to deliver the message. And he says, oh Allah, a man gave you such a message, a disrespectful one. Allah says, Musa, tell this man that as long as I created you, I will take care of you. As long as I created you, I am responsible for your food and for your shelter and for your safety. Life has many tests, has many ups and downs, it has good and bad. But what motivates us to continue, what motivates us to achieve success, what motivates us to wake up in the morning and get ourselves out of bed is hope. Allah created this hope as the most beautiful thing in life and He gave hope to everyone, even animals. If you open the heart of a mother looking at her child, you'll find hope. If you, find, if you open the heart of an employee, within it you find hope for a raise. If you open the heart of a writer, you find that there is hope for a bestseller. And so on and so forth. Every existence alive has hope. Even animals. Traditions say when an animal looks at his owner, he has hope that this owner will be a good owner, will take care of him. A child looking at his father, looking at his mother, always has hope. A child looking at his teacher, as his elders, to onto his elders always has hope. Allah has created this most beautiful element in life and He has allowed us to motivate ourselves to overcome the difficulties and the challenges and the tests and to continue to understand that after those tests, the successful ones, the victorious ones, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةً we are hopeful that Allah knows best. We're hopeful that Allah has made the best plan for us. We know He loves us more than we love ourselves. We know that He is aware of that which we are not aware of. Therefore, we remain hopeful. 
However, we're submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the true meaning of hope. Now let us examine the notion of hope in the following manner. Number one, what is hope? What is the relationship of hope with our spiritual existence? What is the relationship of hope with this life? Number two, the relationship of hope and the hereafter and the akhirah. And number three, the ultimate hope in the Creator, the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of that from the beautiful words of the Ahlul Bayt after your remembrance upon the Ahlul Bayt. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam in a very beautiful hadith states Al-amalu rahmatun ala ummati Hope is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon my nation, upon the people. وَلَوْلَا الْأَمَلِ مَا أَرْضَعَتْ وَالِدَةٌ وَلَدَهَا وَلَا غَرَسَ غَارِسٌ شَجَرًا He says, and if it wasn't for hope, and if it wasn't for the notion of hope, then a mother would never nurse her child and a farmer would never farm a tree. Meaning, everything that we do in life has to do with hope. That mother, when she gives nourishment, when she nurses her child, and hope that this child is going to grow healthy, and hope that this child is going to grow and he's going to love her and he's going to be a good child. A farmer planting a tree is always hopeful that this tree is going to grow. This tree is going to give fruits. I'm going to see the beautiful fruits of this tree. Therefore, the biggest mercy upon human beings is the notion of hope that has been placed amongst the creation of God. One day, Jesus, the son of Mary, was walking in a village and he saw a farmer farming. He was an elderly man. So he said, Oh Allah, take away the hope from him. Take away the feeling of hope from this man. And as soon as he said this, the man stopped farming. He sat down. He began to rest. Then he took his hat and he was about to go home. Jesus, the son of Mary, says, Oh Allah, give the hope back to this man. Return hope back to him. And the man turned around, he came back to his farm and he began to farm again. Hope has good and bad. Some people are hopeful in a good way and some people know they live false hopes, false dreams. They say a, a man was asked, when are you going to get married? He says, very soon. To whom? He says, to the king's daughter. How? He said, I like her. My mom likes her. My father likes her. So 50% of the issue has been resolved. Now, she has to agree, her father has to agree, and her mother has to agree. So we're 50% there. That is almost like false hope. However, the hope that is 
constructive as what we need to have in our lives. Let us take a look at some traditions from the Ahlul Bayt in that regard. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, Man kana ya'malu an ya'isha ghada fa'innahu ya'malu an ya'ish abada. He says, whoever is hopeful that he's going to be alive tomorrow, then he's going to be hopeful that he's going to live forever. Meaning, we are supposed to live a life that comes with an understanding that life does not last forever. If we're continuously hopeful towards this life and we never think of the next, then all we do is we construct this life and we construct this life as if we're going to live forever. And when the time comes that we depart, we find that hope brings us so much regret for we have not constructed, we have not built for the hereafter. Another hadith from Amir al-Mu'mineen says, Al-amalu la tantahi. Hope never ends. People are hopeful to have a million dollars when they have the million they want more. They're hopeful to have one child after 10 years. Oh Allah, we've been married. We don't have children when the one comes. They ask for the second. They want the second. And so on and so forth. Hope never ends in life. Amir al-Mu'mineen salawatullahi alayhi says, اتقوا باطل الأمل He says, make sure you refrain yourself from the wrong hope, from the wrong dreams. For, he said, a day can begin while everyone wishes they had its beginning. You begin a day and someone comes and tells you you have a raise. You've been promoted. You're the CEO. A day may begin in such a manner and its end may end with miseries. And he says in the same time, be hopeful. Don't say, oh my God, this day started in such an awful way. I wonder how its end going to be. No, you may start a day on a bad note, but its end could be a day where everyone would wish to have. Therefore, we have to keep a balance in the relationship of hope. The negative aspects of hope, especially in regards to this life, Amir al-Mu'mineen salawatullahi alayhi says, Al-amalu sultanu shaytani ala qulub al-ghafilin. Amal or hope is the most powerful element or tool used by the shaytan in order to make the believers absent-minded of the hereafter, of repentance, to procrastinate, to say we won't go to hajj this year, we have hope that next year we'll have better businesses, we'll have more time, and we'll go next year. Not paying our dues, our khums, our zakat. Inshallah, next year we'll have more, we'll do more. Not wearing the hijab when I'm 20 and 25, hoping that I'm going to be 50, and then I will wear the hijab. Hope can be used by the shaitan against us to destroy our faith to destroy our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another hadith, he states, amal. He says, those hopeful in the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
will ruin what they have to offer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm hopeful Allah is always going to forgive all my sins. I am hopeful that next year I will wear the hijab. Next year I will go to hajj. Next year I will repent. Next year I'm going to change my life. Next week I'm going to, for example, go to the masjid and repent and change my bad habits. When we have such a hope in us, false hope, then it ruins the product that we are ought to take to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if we're given the chance, and next week, next year, five years, ten years, twenty years from now, we live and we repent, and we die and we end up in paradise. This is the, the best, most hopeful scenario. There Allah says, Ya Rasulullah, tell the people, وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْحَسْرَةِ Warn them of the day where they will all be regretful. The ones going to punishment will be regretful. Even the ones in heaven will be regretful. Why? He says, why was, an, why was I in the obedience, in the state of obedience for five years in my life, ten years of my life, twenty years of my life? When he looks at the position and the mercy and the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he'll say, I wish I spent every moment of my life with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking the pleasure and the satisfaction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, brothers, sisters, let us not live dreams of being hopeful that we're going to live forever. We're always going to be given a chance. Let us make sure we take the right measures. We prepare ourselves. We enhance our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, the relationship of hope and the hereafter. One day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought three sticks, three pieces of wood. He put two next to each other and one very far. So he said to his companions, do you know what this is? They said, no, Ya Rasulullah. He said, this is your life. This is your akhirah. They're right next to each other. They said, what is that wood? The, the, the one that is very far. He said, that is your hope. Your hope tells you you're going to live so far away. But it's a mirage. Your dunya and akhirah are very close to each other. Bring your hope close as well. Don't keep your hope so far away. Amir al-Mu'mineen salawatullahi alayhi says, لَوْ رَأَى الْعَبْدُ أَجَلَهِ وَسُرْعَتَهُ إِلَيْهِ أَبْغَضَ الْأَمَلِ He says, if Allah were to give us the ability to see our fate, to see our destiny, to see the day we'll depart to this life, We'll despise hope. We'll know that hope has made it extremely hard to understand reality. Anhu alayhi salam, Amir al-Mu'mineen, another tradition says, Al-amal yunsi al-ajal. When you have a lot of hope, you forget that there is an ajal. You forget that there is an end. You forget that there is a destiny. You forget that there is death. You forget that there is a grave. You forget that there is a a trial and a qiyamah, constantly being hopeful towards the dunya. 
One day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh Musa, do not have so much hope in this life. Musa says, why Ya Allah? He says, because when you have so much hope in life, your heart becomes hardened. And those who have hardened hearts are not close to their Lord. Therefore, continue to say that life does not last. Don't be so hopeful in the glory of this life. Don't put all your hope and all your faith in this life that does not last. However, put your hope in the hereafter. Last but not least, this is the highlight of the topic of Amal. This is the highlight of the notion of hope. The relationship of hope between us and the Creator, between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah states, Allah makes an eminent promise. That whoever puts his hope in any entity, anyone besides me, I will not allow that hope to become reality. Subhanallah. When you have Allah, when you can have your hope translated into reality, with that relationship with the Almighty Allah, with the most powerful, with the most merciful, why have hope in others? Why should I have hope in my boss, my friends, even my parents, my siblings, my brothers, my sisters? should have complete blind hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything. I seek His help, I seek His guidance, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make it happen and will make it happen. He says in the Quran, Ud'uni astajib lakum. Dua is hope, being hopeful that the ill will be cured, that the blind will be given vision, that the rays will be given to me, that my house will change, that I will find a spouse, that Allah will bless me with children. Dua is a translation of the hope that we have. And Allah says, Ud'uni astajib lakum. Call on to me and I shall respond. However, don't put your hope in the created. Allah another ayah says, Ya ayyuhannasu antumul fuqara'u ila Allah, wallahu huwal ghani. Every human being is faqir. Every human being is in need. How can you have hope in the one that is in need to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He is just like you. For have put your hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your, your faith completely in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with this very short story I conclude. When Yusuf was taken by his 11 brothers and thrown in the whale, the angel Jibra'il came to him and he said, Yusuf, why are you laughing and smiling? You should be depressed, you should be crying. He said, no, I have reached a beautiful realization that's made me happy. He said, what is that beautiful realization? Yusuf said, when I, when I was coming onto this journey with my brothers, I said, who can hurt me? I have hope that my brothers will always protect me. I'm the youngest, I have 11 brothers, they'll take care of me, they'll look after me, my father loves me. And I 
was absent, absent-minded of having hope and faith completely in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now when I see myself on the middle of the whale, I've come to the realization that I should only and only have my hope onto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.